we are we recording? I've been have recording we, for an hour and a half. What socialism means to all of us. How's it feel me? Hot. Zhen Zhen, you have <laughs> unmuted yourself. Well, uh, did you have something you wanted to input? Um, not really. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Boomer Died Millennial Comrades with your host, Evan, Ozzy, Ron, Jen, and Jared. Get the gist let of me what we're saying. You. I let think, me, hold on, Ozzy. Dad, Dad, and Ozzy. Dad, hold on. Dad, Dad, Dad. Let me, let me interject. <laughs> so, Dad. I love you, Dad. Welcome to Boomer Dad Millennial Comrades, the show on the internet that nobody listens to, and we keep recording anyway. All right, so uh, today's episode Take is 50. <laughs> today's episode is about the value systems of different societies. Evan, what? Come on, man. Let's get the. Oh, I get to show her out. Why are you picking me first? Because because you're the chair. You're the, you're the center of the show. Come I, on. I don't think that it that was ever voted Evan, on. Evan is Mao Zedong of the Boomer Dad Millennial Comments podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're giving you're giving me way too much credit, and you're also insulting Mao, Chairman Mao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so the topic is the topic is what now? The different value systems of society, so such as America is a capitalist system through and through, and China is a socialist, you know, like like Vietnam and Laos, and how how those affect our day to day lives. First beef with Jared: China is a mixed economy. All right. We're talking social democracy. I, I'm already over over it. So, as I was listening to the last episode, I was listening to myself fail to remember what the law was that the Congress and the Senate, ten a decade after the Constitution was ratified in the U.S., what law they passed that abolished freedom of speech. And I remembered, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with me?" Because I was listening to myself go, what law was it? What law was it? Do you all want to know what law it was? Sure. Are you interested? The law was you cannot criticize the government. <laughs> you can't criticize yeah. them. You can't criticize <clears throat> them, their decisions or their rules. Something along those lines. The very, the very thing that they, cut, they called the concept to establish America on, they just blew out of the water. Okay. Yeah. No criticism. Criticism equals yeah. uh, equals uh, insurrection, something like that. Terrorism. And maybe because I'm a foreigner, but uh, I'm kind of confused here, especially after the pandemic, uh, because of like the misinformation and the same thing, like different media says this is talks about it differently so i actually i kind of don't know like who to believe mm. that is the problem for me but that such kind of confusion almost never happens when i was in china because in china like everything has its like official explanations and we should trust the official explanations so uh and also even if even for the value system 
like we 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 believe in something and uh, and we we have with without any doubts. So I think maybe that's the power of like the government. Like they are very good at like uh like 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 spread like like very good at like ideological uh, consensus and so on. Right. So um, Jin Jin. Yeah. I have a question regarding that. So, do you think that you, you were born and raised in China, and you were just saying that you think that there was like an official explanation for things over there, and over here it's more confusing, and there's different, there's like competing explanations. Do you、yes. think, that from your experience, does the official explanation in China make more sense to you than? The competing explanations over here is that why you're confused? Because over there it makes sense, and over here it doesn't necessarily make sense. Or yeah. So the thing is, the the thing why this this might be bad is that like when I was in China, like so like so for example, like I we worked very hard. Like you know, Chinese people <laughs> work hard, but for a reason. Like we like we firmly believe in those values. That's why. So, and we and we feel like it's good. It's it, it's good. It 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 like we we do it like with enthusiasm and so on. So they it it has a like everyone believes the same story, right? But <laughs> we or or almost everyone or most people believe in the same story. Um, but 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 in the U.S., like there's such kind of competing. So you don't have something that 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 is so firm that you believe in, right? So that can kind of makes you to be less less assertive, less certain, and whenever you do something, you you are not quite certain. Like for example, the vaccines, like so whether it's a good thing or not, we don't know. Or like well, working hard, like why we should work hard, like so. Why I've got another question. Why? If every if you're saying that people in China they're happy to work because they're being told that we're moving towards this goal, like what is it、yeah. that so many people are feeling like? Yes, we're moving towards this goal, and and we're happy to do this for our country or for the world or whatever. What what、yeah. is it that's making them happy to do it? What are they looking forward to, or what are and and what are they being told is going to happen from their work? So it it is. Keeping being repeated in in like official news channels and also like in our po- politics books in middle school that like we, our goal is to try to <laughs> like make the nation to be great again、uh, and also、uh, we want to achieve the goal that like by say like I I remember like say by twenty fifty like we want to like get a certain stage. Stage in like the in a socialism thing. We have like different plans, you know. So like like for for twenty twenty, we wanted to eliminate the absolute poor people. I mean, not like we, <laughs> not, yeah, right. no, not not in this way, but like we want to get rid of, and we want to like get rid of the absolute poverty, right? Yeah. So yeah, so and also we we are told that like our Society's problem, like at least at my time when I when I when I was learning politics, was like 
like the problem is that like people's increasing needs for uh materials or material needs cannot and also cultural needs our pro our society's production cannot cannot satisfy the needs for people's material and cultural cultural and material needs so so we want to develop like technology and so on and to increase the GDP so that to revitalize the nation and to achieve socialism and communism at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's the story. And while China is actually working towards a goal, the American ideology is just money, money, money for me. And we we actively push people into poverty. Like what you're referring to, Junjun, I think is like the five-year plans, right? So there's like a year plan for development but i think it's interesting hearing you say that about the way that china is teaching their students about these goals that they have is definitely completely different from the way that it happens in the united states especially the way that you talked about um how there's it's confused it's very confused in the u.s so you definitely get competing arguments and competing visions. And I think like what Jared was saying, there isn't really a vision for the future in the U.S. The two, the competing parties, even though they're very, like we touched on in an earlier episode, they're actually aligned and they're bourgeois parties that are just in the pockets of the rich. And their goals are to maintain the capitalist system and expand American imperialism. But the clash between the two parties is that they're both saying that they have an alternate vision for the U.S. while they basically cooperate together to maintain the dictatorship of the capitalist class. And the working class which affiliates or identifies with either party is left at the end holding the bag and saying, well, you've robbed us once again, and we have no idea what the fuck is going on, and you guys are constantly just ripping us off and making us hate the system. So then people just kind of fall away or whatever. Maybe they even die because there's no there's no like support structure for the people but and, i mean i don't know i find it I, I really quickly to try to make it more more succinct like i find it interesting that that you're basically saying from my understanding that the chinese government has like they they teach chinese people what the plan is and what they're working for when in the us it's more about division it's not about actually moving towards a goal it's about fighting the other side because the other side is trying to stop you from achieving the goal that you want to achieve. Yeah. So the, in the U S it's about dividing us so that we can't fight back against the system that we don't even understand. Like this system is purposefully divisionary. It's meant to keep us separated so that the working class can't rise up to remove this bourgeois decadence that these people have created for themselves. Yeah. That's why, that's why it's confusing to you, Jen, because that's their, that's their whole purpose is to confuse rather than unite. It is interesting when, when Jen began, she was, you know, taking into consideration that 
as a nation, we should be, you know, uh, we should have solidarity. We should have some kind of direction. And she pointed out as, as China has a building block, it has a foundation, it has a solid base to which to build on. And Evan pointed out, you know, the five, five year plans, goals. And the way that it seems to me is that Jen got it a hundred percent correct. The, the distortion between news channels, just one channel to the next, it's, they're almost completely opposites or they're, they're giving a view rather than actually telling the facts. They're just, you know, skewing and spewing this information. And, and that is the problem, Jared. You just, you know, said it very clearly. We are so confused here. We don't know what to believe. We have no direction and there is no way to, to correct the ship if there is no compass. Mm-hmm. And the, the differences between, you know, the, the way China as a whole, it seems like there is a foundation, you know, as solid as the pyramids, not to say anything negative about anybody else, but it's rugged. It's got a, a foundation and it's got everybody is on board. You know, they're all being given the same information. They all have collective goal. In the U.S., it's every man for himself to hell with you. You know, I'm, I'm going to get rich and screw you. I'm going to get rich no matter what it hurts or who it hurts. And, you know, if you want to talk about cultural contrast, there you go. But I do. I would also say that I can see where many people, including a lot of left wing or, or far left people, who, you know, I can see their concerns where they would say, like, oh, the government has a lot of power. If, if, if the government is saying to all the students, this is the plan. This is what how we're going to do it. This is our goal. But I'm I'm not so worried about it myself, but I can definitely see where some people would like find take issue with that or where they would think, oh, we need to be more independent in the way that we teach and we shouldn't let the government tell people what the plan is or some weird well something the thing is the thing is it's about actually achieving those goals like if the if the government says this is our five-year plan we're gonna demolish absolute poverty and then they didn't do it then you're like well you fucked up you know you can actually hold them to an accountability standard you know like you could be like you didn't do it We'll give you another two years, and if you can't do it by then, you're out. You know, like that's. But see, the difference is though the difference is between between what what uh, you know Jen is saying and the the fact that that China is working collectively for you know the billion plus people that are there. Everybody is being included. Everybody is being considered. Everybody is, you know got this idea that this is the direction that China is going to go and China is the people. In the U.S., it's the opposite. It's hooray for me and screw you. We're all individuals and we're all running around like chickens with our heads cut off. Nobody's working for the greater good or very few people, you know, small, small groups, minorities of people are working to improve the situation. And we're all being deceived by the media, which is being fed bullshit by the government. 
and they're all being told what to do by the plutocrats, and it's only the plutocrats, which is well, an extreme Dad, minority of people. Sorry, Dad. I, I guess you're you're right because the the even though I was trying to play devil's advocate and I didn't necessarily agree with what I was um, the point I was trying to bring up. You're right because right. We're, they're all being told. All all the Chinese people are being told. This is the plan. This is the goal. This is the way we achieve it. Uh, and in the U.S., it's it's more free. There's more. Oh no, fuck that plan. <laughs> I hate that plan or whatever. But it doesn't actually amount to that. It's like this fake. Like I was trying to say in the last episode about the fake, the the falsity of freedom of speech. You can you can sit there and fucking stand on the sidewalk and hold a sign up that says "fuck everything, I hate it" all day long. That's your right. But it doesn't matter because the actual power structures, the institutions are pushing the, the institutions in the U.S. The, the media is controlled by the United States government in the U.S., it, it, but it's pushing division instead of unity and actual goals that would uplift humanity. That's that's basically my thought that you made me think about is like. It's, it is the, the, the whole idea of the devil's advocate thing that I was saying when it comes to China was like, oh, what's bad that the government is telling people what to do. But in the U.S., the government does it, but they're doing it in a fucking evil way. When in China, it, they're, it actually seems like they might be doing it in a positive way to try to actually be like, look, we're, we're building stuff instead of look, hate everybody else around you because they're the reason why your life sucks. And I mean, you can yep. prove, you can actually prove that China is actively working for their population. They've built multiple railways. <clears throat> They've, they're fucking, they do in the last, I think it was two years ago now that they said that absolute poverty has been removed. And now we're working on removing just regular poverty. So it, they have <clears throat> actively improved the lives of their citizens when in the last five years, the United States living standards have crumbled, uh, the billionaire class has made, uh, they have like doubled their wealth. Um, and the, the average American is about to go homeless. So, you know, uh, you can see the market, the scar, the huge difference between the two, the two, uh, cultures there. And it's really sad because, you you know, you stop and think about the, you know, the closeness Americans tend to whenever there's a problem, you know, we all we all put on our, our fireman's hat and, and run to the fray and try to help as best we can. You know, even, you know, especially among the poor, the people that are in in the poverty level are more generous in their giving. They're you know, direct to charity or even anonymously. Uh, and yet you can't, you can't get 300 million people to get their shit together and, you know, pull their head out of their collective asses long enough to see what's going on. And in, in China, yeah, it took them a long time. There's a billion people there and, but they do have this literal and spiritual infrastructure that is they're working collectively. You know, there is a belief that they are working for the betterment of their brothers and sisters and everybody. It's as a whole, you know, I, I'll go back to the beehive. It, everybody has a job and everybody is working for 
you know, the collective in the U.S., this individualism has worked to our detriment. You know, we're shooting ourselves, literally shooting ourselves in the foot. There's no way that we can pull everybody together. We're burning the bridges, not building them. And I mean, this program, this is one of the things that I'm hoping we'll do, we will do is we'll build bridges to help people understand and recognize China's not the problem for the United States. Russia's not the problem for the United States. It's the United States is the problem. Right. The government that we have, the government that we have is not a representative government. They, they are, are being either seduced or willingly whoring themselves to people that have money and the people that are at the poverty level and even the middle income is losing its value to the politicians. It's, it's no longer important to the politician because they've got it made. There really aren't any elections. There's only two parties and that's a joke. You know, so th there's a huge difference between what is reality with, say, China having a firm foundation in the United States, which is nothing but Vaseline. Like the old the old scripture says, you know, you build your house on the sand, you know, the first wave is going to come and take it out. And uh, that's what we've got in the United States. Culturally, as a society, we are in it huge, huge mess. I agree with like most of these things, but I also want to add another thing that I find actually is positive about the U.S., but it's kind of like contradictory to each other. So, so I think, I think people like do have, do enjoy more like say like freedom of speech and, uh, other like, um, I think more freedom. That is true, and I think like so. One thing that 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 I feel like it very good in the like a good story like in the U.S. that that I've heard is that, uh, for example, like the gerrymandering stuff that we talked about, um. But so there, but there are also I heard like in say in North Carolina, uh, like there there are such kind of like like. It's called what? Like it's called Southern Coalition for Social Justice, like some kind of nonprofit organizations. They they work with like like um they work with like professors and uh, like uh lawyers and they overturn the North Carolinas. Are are you talking about are you talking about the Southern Poverty Law Center? So it's it's not called this. The name is not that. But like similar, like kind of these kind of non-profit organizations, they 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 work. They they actually sued the the North Carolina government, I think, like for their in like unequal gerrymandering, gerrymandered uh, redistricting plans, and the right. to and they actually winged the case and the. The legal, the, 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 the like, you no, know, they enacted the plan, like, the, the, the redistricting plan was overturned. So that, I think that is a very good story of the U.S. And I feel like this kind of story only happens in the U.S. Well, but wait, that's, that's wait, not a good story. That's a bad story because the U.S. was, the U.S. was able to redistrict 
for a while, they were able to redistrict and keep those voters suppressed. Well, well what I have a, I have to me more importantly, why uh, like why is that a good thing? I, I guarantee you that China has had courts that has overturned like things that were corrupt or things that were entrenching certain people or power structures or whatever. Like that doesn't seem like that's any in any way exclusive to like this liberal democratic. Well, she's talking about she's, she's talking about the the freedom of the story being told. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I understood like what what Jared and the and uh, Evan like you guys points. Yes, yes, I agree with that. But but the, I think the the point that 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 I think that was really good to me was that they they can sue the local like people like they can get together and they can sue the, lo- the local government and it it is possible that they can change the local law well okay let me say, well, I, I gotta say this though because and again I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off at all but that is almost to me that comes across as just like this propaganda because if you uh, agree that that same thing can happen in china or has happened in china like what makes it so exceptional that it happened here? Especially because like my main point is that that is a peculiar thing. That's not something that happens all the time. Yeah, that, yeah. That the government gets confronted in court and is defeated by the people because the government is being corrupt. No, the government gets away with its corruption the vast majority of the time. So if basically just in my mind, I'm I'm assuming that. In any country, the government gets away with its corruption in court in, most of the time, and the people get fucked over in court most of the time. But yeah, but so the the thing is that like people are people actually have that this kind of power, and they can sue the local government in these kind of ways. But I think like uh, so I think that's more freedom. It is. It is a constitutional. Uh, point, Jen, that the American people should have the right to protest. And in the event that when, you know, there is a grievance against the government, the right to sue has always been in the Constitution. And, and these people were just exercising that particular, uh, section of the Constitution. In, and most states generally follow their constitution was designed and followed almost exactly the federal constitution. But it is it is interesting that that Jen, being a foreigner and and having come from a so-called repressive government, has seen this in the United States and is pointing it out to you three guys. And you're all you know anti-American, anti. Government anti all this anti 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 and she's the one that's being positive. I think that's kind of ironic. Well, it's not ironic because, god damn it, Dad, not ironic. There isn't a thing that anybody can say about America that you would like, Evan. You disapprove of everything. Okay, what what are you talking about, dude? I'm an I'm an American person. What are you talking about? There's there's a lot well, about America that's you fine. If you play back, you play back all of these podcasts, it comes across that, that you and Jared and, and, uh, you're just uh, adding Ozzie, all, the, all, the, 
all you're doing, all you, I had to look at the picture to remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> all you guys are doing, all you guys are doing is just like pissing down the, the neck of America. And it's oh, like, because, that's because you are still a patriot and an American exceptionalist. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, you and are. Exactly. Okay, see? And I'm proud you, of it. You, you think that there's something special about America that's worth preserving. And Jared and I, yeah. and I'm not going to include Ozzy because I'm not like you just including him for no reason. Jared and I understand Look. that there is nothing exceptional about this country. This country was not blessed by God. This country was not a fucking magical kingdom that God wanted to happen. There, there are good things about America, and it, they can be salvaged from the ashes. But it's, this place is crumbling around us. And yes, it is. And that's what we're pointing out. That's why it seems like we're saying it's all bad because most of it is showing its cracks around this time. And yeah. I really agree. I really agree that it is. It's crumbling. It's falling apart. And if if it is unsalvageable, if it is all bad, then what's the whole point of this podcast? You know, like more like social like progressive movements, like about like. Women's rights and LGBTQ group of people's rights and so on, right? So that kind of things like are not that well protected, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think that China, the Chinese government, the or the Chinese Communist Party, is socially conservative? Um, it is, um, I can't say it is conservative. You're right. I can't say it, it is conservative. So, so yeah. is it conservative in an economic sense, a social sense, or both? Like, is, is the government of China and the, the ruling party of China, is it, Socially conservative in the way that it says, well, the social systems that we have ought to be preserved because these are the right or whatever it's going to say. But it, it does think that the social system is just and we should uphold it. And then economically, is it also economically conservative where it says the current economic system that we have should be upheld because this is a just economic system? Is it both or one or the other or? I see. So, uh, for, for social, I don't know what social system. Like, well, you mentioned LGBTQ or women's rights. So yeah. if, if the, if the country or the party is saying, um, you know, women have enough rights already or gay people have enough rights already or we shouldn't expand their rights, that would, I would consider that to be conservative. I guess the party actually is kind of like, cause, but, but, but I, I do, maybe because, maybe because like that's where I came from, but more about local culture thing. But I think, yeah, actually women's rights should also be good in China. I, for, like for, for the party, right? So yeah, yeah, because of education and so on. So I guess it's, it's it's hard to say. Hmm. That's okay. 
Yeah. But it's but it more but but I feel what I feel is more of a closed system. Everything comes from like from top to bottom. That of like there's not that much chance that like like many people that, that something could get changed like from bottom to top, right? It it like it won't happen that often. So yeah, that's the that's the exact point I was trying to make, mm-hmm. and that it's not anti-American at all. It's that bottom-up change doesn't happen in this fucking country either. That's the whole point I was trying to make. It's not anti-American. It's the fact that states oppress their people, and in this country, it doesn't matter how many people want change the state is going to do what the fuck it wants to do, and it's going to perpetuate itself. But I'll, I'll, I'll let someone, everyone else go, because... Uh, but, but for example, like, the, the African-Americans' rights, that's gets improved over the years, right? I don't, Jenden, I don't want to laugh at you. <laughs> But 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 at least like you used to have that kind of segregation rule, but it's removed. Right? Well, yeah, but the, but Jen, but Jen, the, yeah. that, that that was only one because of the socialist movements back then, the progressive movements that had yeah, been absolutely changed. demolished. But even then, it's not even even then, it's not what's happening. Okay, this country mm-hmm. is segregated as fuck. I'm pretty sure, Jinjin, that some of the, some of the, like, um, studies that you've been a part of have to do with segregation. Like, you can see this shit is still segregated. This country yeah, is still segregated. It's still segregated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, I only, uh-huh. I, when I was growing up, I only knew one black person. Like, that's, uh-huh. that's how separated the, the racial groups still are here in America. You, and yes. that was only because I was, was poor. There was, if I had been a rich white person, right. I would not have been around a black person. I you kind of have to put it in perspective, though, Jared, because there was only one black family near where we were. You know, and why is that, Dad? The point is, why is that? Because, because we of, were because poor. It's fucking old. <laughs> Nobody wants to live there. That's not why. The reason why the reason why Maine is the whitest state in the country is because the KKK was powerful and pushed all the yeah, black people. Yeah, yeah. No, it's That's it bullshit. is true. It's not bullshit, Dad. It's true. Black people, black families, black black workers were pushed out of the state. What? And why was it? I mean, why was it, Evan, that the town of Brownsville was the end of the line for the Underground Railroad? Because Canada is on the other side of the border. What are you talking about? Well, so where was the KJK trying to stop them in coming into Maine on the Underground Railroad? Uh, well, uh, Dad, all, the key there is that it was called the Underground Railroad, which means uh, the KKK didn't know about it. Yeah, you're all, you're well, also like you're muffled, Dad. But also, do you think that white supremacists would be so mad about black people fleeing the country that they would try to step in the way of that? Jen was Jen was trying to say that you know not to put words in her mouth she could say it herself but trying to point out that incrementally things are improving things are changing 
But on the other other side of that, Evan, is we've got these groups that are, you know, controlled by the fascists that are setting different fires in different places. So we're running Dad, Dad, here and there. Like, Dad, like no, Dad. Dad, wait a second. I, no, wait no, second. let me say this real quick. What if I told you that things are incrementally getting better is what the fascists want you to believe? What if I told you that? Exactly. Exactly. That's the point, is keep us distracted so that we're not focused, so that we don't have a foundation, so we don't have an anchor that we can, you know, build on and have a single direction or a focus that would get us all to, you know, point A, point B, point C. As long as there are these distractions, and there are millions of them, you know, how many cities are there in the U.S.? Every one of them's got their own problems, and it's all being talked about on the news. So we're all going, oh, my gosh, you know, Detroit, oh, my gosh, Los Angeles. You know, it's all burning down. Oh, no. And nobody's actually paying attention to what the cause or the root of the problem is. The cesspool. Yeah, but, Dad, you always, you always bring it back to... You always bring it back to that there's just something super corrupt about the current establishment in the U.S., which I don't no, agree it's with. been going on for 150 years at least. Okay, so, like, what do you mean exactly then? There's always something corrupt about a, a um, democratically or a, a liberal democratically elected government. There's always something corrupt because I would agree with you there. Can you rephrase the question? I'm saying, do you, what what exactly? You said it's been going on for 150 years. So, what exactly yeah. is the reason why the government has been corrupt for 150 years? Well, it's hard to say, but generally speaking, you know, we we like to to foist everything upon the plutocrats and, you know, the extremely wealthy, whatever, you know, you want to break down the word, and how they manipulated, you know, the legislatures to create these situations that are, were favorable to them, such as, you know, the railroad industry being able to run people off their land or kill them and either buy it for a song or you know, 50 cents on a dollar, what the, what the real estate would be worth. They just took it by right of domain, a rule that they made up. And, uh, you know, that type of, that type of corruption. And it filtered into Washington, D.C. And it is now, you know, a total, uh, totally foobar. It just is just so screwed up beyond recognition. It, you think that you can go and petition your congressman or your senator and, you know, get some legislative action going for the people. But generally, when it, when you go to talk to your congressman, it's not for, say, everybody in the state of Maine that you're petitioning, uh, you know, Jared Golden or, or whatever her name is down in the southern part of Maine. Uh, you're generally talking about them for a small, very minority group, you know, it's like we we want to save the, you know, the red-breasted chickadee or something, and it's not 
it's not necessarily for the, the betterment of the entire state. And because of that, it, it's kind of de-evolved into a every man for himself in Washington, D.C. And the politicians are exactly the same. It's how much gold can I get this this voting session in this two years? How much money can I get in my bank? Sorry, Dad. And it's this no is, longer. This is, where, this is where I disagree with you. It's not a de-evolution. It didn't de-evolve. It didn't move from something well, that was better semantics. to something. No, it's not fucking semantics. It's a genuine disagreement, and it's where we are arguing with each other a lot of the time. It, you think that at some point there was some sort of better political system in the country, and Jared and I don't. And you believe that there never was. Yes. So that's yes. So that is the the um crux of the disagreement. That is where we are disagreeing and that is why on, we are on a why. word on a word de evolution. So what? No, it wasn't that. what? You said it in a completely different way earlier. No, you're you're picking a fight over something that we agree on that that the government has crumbled. And we are no longer a representative government. No, the difference, no, the difference is Jared and I don't think this government has ever been representative of the people that it claims to represent. Yeah, Evan, why are you lumping me in with you, bro? Well, don't you agree, because you agree with he me, needs the support. Yeah, no, I, I, do it I do agree with you, but I just was making a joke. Yeah, it, this, uh, America was a bourgeois revolution. Which means it has never been representative of the people. It has never been by the people, for the people. It has always been for the 1%. It has always been for the wealth of the, of the very small minority of people in this country. But, but those, those governmental officials are elected by people. Right. Technically, yes. But, Jen Jen, aren't, aren't Chinese Politicians elected by the people, mm, but when like um many yeah, but actually like when they are right when they are voting, actually I heard like many of them even don't know who they are voting for. That happens in the <laughs> U.S. also. <laughs> oh, yeah. everybody just votes for who? Everybody vote any vote that's happening anywhere in the U.S. People, the vast majority of the time, people will just vote for whatever the party letter is next to the name. They have yeah. no idea who they're so voting for. So it'll either say, it either says, like, uh, it'll say, like, Susan Collins, D, for Democrat, or Jared oh, Golden, R, I don't care, I don't care, or okay. Jared yeah. Golden, R, for Republican, right? And then you fucking pick one of them based on the letter, not who they are. That's what happens here in the United States. That's true. Yep. That's. Yep. I, so, so so and also, so, Jen, I, can I can I just I just want to say, also, just because the people vote for for someone does not mean that it's technically like it doesn't mean that it's correct because the because those people who are running still have to have vast sums of money to run because they have to run ads and so. If I were like, I want to run for president or governor or whatever, 
I would not even come close to the number of votes just because I don't have enough money. That's why I say this has been a bourgeois revolution since the beginning, because you have to have Jared, massive Jared, incomes to even run. Jared, Jared would get zero votes. You have to be supported by the party structure, right. too. That too, yeah. So if you're going, if, if Jinjin, if you're going to argue that the Communist Party, like, oh, if you're actually going to win a, a contest in China, you know, for a Communist Party position, got to be supported by the communist party it's the same exact fucking way here anyone who is not part of the party structure is blocked from competing so it's not even the, the, this liberal liberal democratic what i tried to say earlier the liberal democratic mode of pretend democracy where we sit around and we pretend like these two parties have somehow have the right to represent the people because they're the ones that are winning the votes. It's bullshit. They don't have majority support. It's proven. It's scientifically proven that they have the support of minorities and they use that minority support and the support of the bourgeoisie, the fucking capitalist class, the moneyed class and the moneyed interests to pretend that they have some sort of right to rule over the working class. Um, so yeah, so when so when we were talking about president, governor, those are very big officials. But then how about like um, I heard that like for like they have many seats for like this this state house, state senate mm -hmm. for each state. So those are relatively small positions. So. Still I, held by very wealthy individuals, or but those generally, yeah. The state senate and the state house are not important positions. Like that would be equivalent to I don't know exactly how ch the Chinese politics, Chinese political system runs, or the local like party system happens. But basically, in the U.S., if you're in the main House of Representatives you have very little power. And in fact, if you're trying to be like somehow radical or like far left or far right or something, you will be targeted because you're at a low level seat and you are, are towing the party line and you're disrupting the there political was system. Actually, that happened recently. I don't remember. It was a Southern state, but the, the two, they were very left wing Democrats and they, they came into the, the, not the chamber, but the like the entrance to the, to the, to the building, and they were carrying like picket signs, and they had they were like with a group of people picketing, and they came into the building, and they got removed from their positions because you're not allowed to picket. Yeah, you're not allowed to picket inside the building. So it's like, yeah, yeah, just because they're being left wing, they're they're kicked out. Yeah, they actually yeah, got literally. Literally, they were removed from the legislature. Yeah, not just kicked out of the building; they were basically yeah. fired from their position. legislative position, which yeah. is to me unconstitutional. But yeah, Jen, in local point. politics, in local politics in Maine, in my district, there was a friend of mine. She ran, and she actually received, you know, criminal threats over the phone that she needed to withdraw, and. The state police didn't do anything about it. They didn't, they, the FBI didn't even investigate it. And, you know, so 
if you don't have a huge amount of money, even in local politics in the little podunk, you know, state of Maine, if you don't have a huge amount of money or you belong to one party or the other, Republicans or Democrats, it's almost it's almost uh, ridiculous to even try. So, you know, what kind of what kind of parody is that when you're talking about a representative republic? It's it's basically sewn up even down at that level. I see. So, is it difficult to join the Democratic or Republican Party? No, no, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you join it or not. In fact, like, if you join it, they would rather you not if you don't fully agree with the party line. And if you you join third party. They will laugh all the way to the bank. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. None of it fucking matters. When you're a Democrat and you vote for left-wing positions, you are considered to be, like, the worst Democrat. You're not a Democrat. You're not even a Democrat. If you're a Republican who votes for a right-wing position, then you are not, not really a Republican. You're an extreme. Like, it's, it's a, it's like extremism versus centrism. Go ahead, Dad. Wait a second. We... Jen, Jen, basically, when you when you say difficult to join, what do you mean join the party? So, because you said that, so if you join the party, either of them, then you have you have the rights to 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 run for the election, right? And like, I thought, like maybe if 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 people who are very enthusiastic, they can just go and talk about their ideas and try to be more bold. Maybe they can make it after they've run apart. It's it it is well, possible, here, but it's unlikely. Joining the the thing I with, want to say real quick is joining the party is nothing. You can join any party at any time, and it doesn't yeah. mean anything. And they can't. You remove just go to city hall. You go to City Hall and tell them that you want to uh, change your voter registration and you put a R or a D or an E or an F or a G or whatever, and that's your party. But on the level that we're talking about, in in the, was it 2016, Evan? We went to uh, the caucus in, in Unity, and Jared and Evan and I and a bunch of friends were all there. And the caucus was either uh Barry uh Barry Sanders <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton and the majority of the people in the building were in the Bernie Sanders room for the caucus and we even you know voted on some delegates to go to the national caucus and some alternatives in case the regular delegate couldn't make it and mm, it looked like Bernie Sanders had it had it won. And at the national caucus, where the convention, where everybody was going to decide on whether it was Sanders or Clinton, and the Democratic it Party turned in, it it was a complete wipeout. And even though the majority of the people that were there at the caucus were Bernie Sanders supporters, Hillary Clinton was the nominee. That's how distorted it it was, and it was because of money. Hillary Clinton bought her 
candidacy as a Democrat representative or a Democratic choice in the in the uh, presidential election. Not not but only was it not only was it that she paid her way there. It was that Bernie Sanders is a Democratic socialist. Okay, which means he is actually for systematic change in the United States. The Democratic Party, he had to run under the Democrats because if he had run as an independent, right. he would not have won. He would not have gotten anywhere. He wouldn't even... Yeah, so he had to join a party that doesn't represent him so that he could actually actively work on getting to the presidency. And then once he was technically, he was like, he had the most votes. And then they were like, no, we're going to send Hillary Clinton because she actually represents us. Let, I'll a, say this. So, as a Democrat. Sorry, Jared. Did I catch you off? No, you're good, man. Well, so, th- Dad was understating it. When we all went to caucus for Bernie the first time Bernie ran for president, it was 2015. We went to the local caucus, and a caucus is different from a primary, because in a primary, everyone goes in and votes like secret ballot, like a normal weird vote in America, where you all go in, and you get a piece of paper and you write who you like and it all goes into a thing and then later they vote it or they, re- they later they count it. And um, but a caucus is everybody's in a room together and they say who likes who and you all go into your section of the room. So it was a small little town and we all go to the, the town office or it was a community center and it wasn't just a majority voted for Bernie. It was. 99 to 1 basically it was it was 90 to 10 it was yeah. it was more than that it was like 95 to 5 and all across our county all across our state bernie sanders won in that way and it happened all across the country bernie sanders yep. defeated hillary clinton and all of the corporate democrats all across the fucking country and there were places where Hillary Clinton got more votes, but it was places where people are more disconnected because a caucus is more of a community thing versus the secret ballot thing. And it's not like there was pressure on people to be for Bernie because it wasn't any, it wasn't like that. But when it come when it came to the national convention, it wasn't just that Hillary Clinton had all the money. It was that Hillary Clinton had the backing of the party. So the party and the rules are set up to support whoever the fucking party wants because they are the intelligentsia or the bureaucracy or whatever you want to call them. It doesn't matter what the actual workers that support the party or whatever, like none of us, I don't think any of us really supported the Democratic Party ever so much. It was that we supported Bernie Sanders and that was part of the problem. Because you don't, it's not about supporting Bernie Sanders. The Democratic Party knows it's about supporting the Democratic Party. So either you're a loyal party uh, affiliate or you're some piece of shit worker that supports the socialist called Bernie Sanders and we don't care what you think, even if you're showing up to vote for him. That's That's the difference, I think. That's why we have Biden for president. That's why we had Trump. That's why we had Obama. That's why we had all these fucking assholes. The system is set up to make sure every single elected person is a conservative <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so 
no matter what happens, even if you try to, even if like somehow we have a majority of socialists in our little area, and and we elect someone who calls themselves a socialist, guess what? They get to Congress. <laughs> get, they get to Congress, and they're a conservative now. So oh. it, it's conservatism, one hundred percent. What it is.